Section 33 of A Minor War History. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. A Minor War History by Martin Alonzo Haynes. Letter 93. Ten Miles Above Falmouth, Virginia, June 12, 1863. Do not know when I shall have a chance to finish or to send this letter, but just now I have plenty of time to begin it. We left Washington about noon yesterday on the steamer Hugh Jenkins for Aquia Creek. There we took a train for Stoneman's Switch, where we arrived about dark and bivouacked for the night. I did not go to the trouble to pitch any tent, but Curly Converse and I made up a bed together and slept soundly. I woke up once during the night and found the rain beating in my face, which was very easily remedied by simply pulling my head down under the blankets. This morning we were off again at about sunrise. I understand our destination is Warrenton, about forty miles from Falmouth. The rest of the Third Corps started yesterday and is on ahead somewhere. We may not catch up with them before they reach Warrenton. We halted here about noon, having made a march of a dozen miles or so through the forenoon. Notwithstanding the showers in the night, the roads were dusty and the march fatiguing. I made a pretty busy day of it the day before we left Washington. I went down to the city in the forenoon, after getting off guard. First, up to the post office and posted my letters. Then down to a Dutch cobbler's shop, where I had some staving thick soles and heels put on my boots. I waited while he did the job, and when he got through it was dinner time. So I went into a restaurant and ate ham and eggs, strawberries and cream, and other luxuries. I didn't know as I should have another chance at a decent meal for eleven months, and I filled up accordingly. Then I went around and laid in a big stock of writing materials and stamps, and was ready to go to the front. About two miles back from here is a little brick church, known as Hartwood Church, which possesses a great deal of interest on account of the pictures and inscriptions on the walls. There is a picture drawn by one of our cavalrymen, representing a cavalry charge. It is on a grand scale, drawn with charcoal, and is wonderfully well done. The cavalryman artist, so the story goes, began it for his own amusement, and was laying on the colors when the rebs dropped in and took him prisoner. They insisted on his finishing up his picture, so he drew in a lot of ragged, unkempt rebs, running as fast as their legs would carry them, and the artist's captors laughed and roared and thoroughly enjoyed the lampoon on themselves. There is an inscription on the wall which is a rather neat little puzzle. Major B-B-B-B-C-C-C-C. Have you made it out? Major Forbes Forces. We have run across a good many of our old brigade boys, and they were mighty glad to see the second again. Ran across Hen Everett today, also Stearns, who used to keep store in Manchester. He was on a sutler's wagon is sutler for some Pennsylvania regiment, I understand. A two-years regiment, whose term had expired, passed us on its way home yesterday. Rappahannock Station, June 13th. We have had a hard march today, and I am very tired. The dust was simply stifling, and some merciless old rascal on horseback at the head of the column evidently set the pace and gauged the capacity of the men at what he and his horse could do. We were hustled right along, hour after hour, without a moment's rest. 
fool orders were read in the morning that if three men straggled from any one company the officers of that company would be tried by court-martial but this did not prevent straggling for many men simply could not keep up especially our seventeenth recruits we are getting mighty hard up for grub and are anxiously looking for our supply train when i started out this morning i had a piece of boiled salt pork about as big as two fingers at noon we halted about three-quarters of an hour for rest and refreshments we were short on both other troops had camped on the same ground and moved on and among the embers of one of their campfires i saw some ribs of fresh pork some old virginia razorback had died to make a yankee holiday and perfectly good pork had been recklessly and wastefully thrown on to the coals i pulled out a chunk that looked good to me carefully scraped and pared off the charred outside and never had a better pork roast than i got by picking those ribs tonight i made a sumptuous repast on hardtack and water i missed however the one day's solitary that usually goes with that fare up in new hampshire we do not know whether or not we are to go back to our old brigade but we are now with the old excelsior brigade rappahannock station where we are camped is a fine location open rolling country with two or three little redoubts in sight from our camp the rebels are on the other side of the river and we have a good strong force here facing them it is getting so dark i can hardly see so good night sunday june fourteenth we drew three days rations to-day and are under orders to be ready to march at a moment's notice three regiments from this brigade are on picket and it is very evident that trouble is apprehended in some direction we will probably move from here very soon and the fact that our wagon trains are not brought up here is a pretty good indication that we are going to move fast and don't want to be encumbered with a train i had as much beefsteak as i could eat this morning george lawrence cut up the fresh beef and as pay for his trouble took what he wanted for breakfast this noon we were served with beef soup the water in which our fresh beef was boiled with hardtack crumbled into it we are camped i am told on one of the estates of john randolph well known in virginia history one of the natives tells me the soldiers have burned thirty-five miles of fences on this plantation i suppose while i am here by the rappahannock crouched in my tent and wondering if those dark clouds over yonder mean rain you are listening to the words and admonitions of good old parson wallace we have just had a little excitement three foolish hogs ventured out into sight upon the meadow on our front and more than two hundred whooping savages started out in chase and killed two with clubs we have just got word that we are to march to-night at sunset and of course are speculating as to the movement the favorite opinion of our most astute camp strategists is that hooker is going to fall back to washington and the potomac and that we are way up here as sort of a rear guard to give the rebels a hack if they try to crowd too hard i have got back again to the old careless army spirit of don't care a cent and take everything as philosophically as circumstances will permit we have just heard the roar of guns in the direction of warrenton which is ominous i have had all the cherries i could eat to-day have been jotting this letter down bit by bit through the day 
the old fellow who lives in a house near the camp has a son who is a colonel in the rebel army curly converse is smashing up a blacking brush that he won't carry any further and won't leave for the enemy he says if i had a house out here i would burn it up before i would let those fellows have the use of it i must pack up now and be ready to march manassas junction tuesday june sixteenth after a most exhausting march we find ourselves here at manassas once more we left rappahannock station sunday night at ten o'clock and marched to catlett station about fifteen miles arriving there yesterday morning at seven o'clock at two o'clock in the afternoon we continued on to this place another fifteen miles when we arrived here about midnight i was actually all in half a dozen of us all in the same condition consulted together and decided that if the column passed out of the line of rebel redoubts we would drop out get a little rest and sleep and chase on and catch up with the regiment early in the morning we fell out went up into one of the redoubts laid down on the grass carpet that covered everything and slept we were up before sunrise and the first thing to greet our vision as we looked over the parapet was the old regiment bivouacked out on the plain only a few rods beyond it was a frightfully hot day yesterday and a number of the men were sunstruck george lawrence was one of the victims every one of the seventeenth men gave out we marched over the same road as a year ago and several men were sunstruck at that time i saw sam newell yesterday one of the boys who went from our company into the regulars he said perk lane was either killed or wounded and taken prisoner in the fight at beverly ford the last scene of him he was shot from his horse and surrounded by rebels nick biglin our famous heenan has gone up to one of the gaps in the mountains with the pioneers to obstruct the roads against the rebels during our march night before last our whole division made one of the most ridiculous breaks on record we were marching along the railroad when at a highway crossing a runaway horse bolted into the column it got the right-of-way right there and the men beyond unable to see what the trouble was got off the track without stopping to ask any questions it went through the whole division like a tumble of a row of bricks and the ditches stumps and pitfalls made an awful mess of things there has just been a little excitement out in the camp some of the men rushed a couple of sutlers carts that were passing one of the sutlers whipped up and managed to get away after a smart chase but the other was not as fortunate the raiders surrounded his cart and tipped it over and would doubtless have robbed him of his stock but for a mounted officer who plunged into the crowd and put a stop to the lawless raid End of section thirty three